Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. I'm back, and so we're immediately going to go off the rails with an email question from Regina in the Twin Cities. Yay! (laughs) I love listening to you all every week, so thank you. You're welcome. My question for you this week might be easier for John than Xena or Megan. Sorry. You guys talked about Archive 81 way back, but what are some other creepypastas or podcasts that you'd love to see made into a horror movie or series? I would love to see Silver Linings and One Door Closes. Somebody dies from creepy made into a film or tv show but what are some of yours so i won't hog all the air right up front no no you should this is a john question (laughs) i don't have it i don't regina knew she knew so no no apologies necessary i mean there's honestly a lot like if you go the podcast audio drama route there's a ton of stuff out there that i think would have been really fun i mean there's a there's a smaller comedy one called scottish podcast that's really funny um, someone like a uh, white vault with Travis and Caitlin have this fantastic, uh, podcast and kind of universe they've been building called the white vault. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, darkest night is fantastic. Um, and like the oyster and it's tough. Like there are great ones out there like Dolores Roach. And I thought the adaption or the adaptation of archive 81 was really good. Um, when they adapted Lime Limetown on uh, Facebook with Jessica Beale, I thought they did a good job with that too. Um, you know, the black tapes would have been fun. Like that mm-hmm. was such a massive one that I think it actually got a pilot, but that didn't get picked up. Um, and you know, maybe small town horror. So somebody buy it from me after the strike's <laughs> over so I can feel validation for a minute before I find something else I need validation about, um, as is my life. So how about you two? Anything? I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and honestly, I would I would have loved to have seen Channel Zero k- keep going. You know, I I there there I definitely had some um creative differences in my mind with some of the ways that they went with some of those stories. But there are so many great classic creepy pastas. Like Russian Sleep Experiment just got another adaptation. I think they just called it Russian Sleep. It's on Tubi right now. I just watched it. They they did a weird twist with the ending. Um, Ted the Caver has a great or is a great story that I think could use a better adaptation. The Rake, actually, the Rake just got something on Tubi too. Now that I say that, that's a great story. There, there's so many good ones, like all of them, all of them that I've ever, almost all of them that I've ever read should be adapted <laughs> for everyone to enjoy. Or just go listen to Creepy because I appreciate that too. All right, second question. <laughs> Hey guys, quick question since the year is almost over. Which horror movie is coming out this year you are looking forward to seeing the most from Sean in Connecticut? I want you two to go first because I am totally blanking. Zena, how about you? Okay, sure. I love this question. Thank you, Sean. So I only, um, <laughs> I only have three that I could think of at the oh. moment. So there's, there's more, but Satanic Hispanics that comes out on the 14th, September 14th in theaters. I'm really looking forward to seeing that one. It lives inside another September, but September twenty second, and then Eli Roth, his um slasher Thanksgiving. He said that it's coming out this year, but oh, I don't. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's based on his short. So November seventeenth. Wow. Hopefully, it stays the same. I don't really know anything about, but I did love the short, so that's why I'm just really looking yeah. forward to this one. Fingers crossed. Ooh, Saw X. I'm gonna say Saw X. Yeah. Even though I totally forgot about the panel at the the convention that they were going to be talking about it, I did not attend it. <laughs> did you at least get to see the, the display with the trap? Uh, yeah, there was a whole saw like display set up, 
that like that people were taking pictures with um that I didn't stand in line for, but you, oh, I was like, yeah. that was your opportunity to kind of get the feel of what it's like to play a dead body, or would they have frowned on you oh, laying down? Darn in the... it! Yeah, <laughs> that's. Okay. I'll just have to ask my wife what it's like to for me to be a dead body. Yeah, well, we'll figure it out at some point. We're gonna we're gonna emulate this experience for you, so you can you practice dead yeah. body A or dead body C or whatever on, on a movie set. So I can give the casting direction. There's different looks. Yeah. Here's me dead this way. And here's me when I was excited to die. Yeah. It could be a whole thing. I was so happy to be dead there. It was I amazing. I was so happy. Yeah. Here's me face up. Here's surprised. me face down. <laughs> Here I appear to have been running. Here I soiled I was, myself. I was very exhausted when I died here. Yeah. You've, got, you've got dead rage. Dead rage. And we are far off the rails. So, Megan, how about you? What movies are you looking forward to? <laughs> All of the above. Um, but, you know, I'm really hoping that Five Nights at Freddy's is going to uh, be a whole yeah. bunch of fun. So I feel like that might be what I'm looking forward to most. Nice. Speaking of a whole bunch of fun, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone, the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. And to help us discuss the disgusting, you know her as lead movie critic for Bloody Disgusting, horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hi, John. You're back. I'm back. <laughs> and you know her from YouTube channel and website, Real Queen of Horror and her infinite love for the genre, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. And I'm John. I'm back. Yay. <laughs> If you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do a quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe the things that'll make you smile too. So I'll just go first. Thank you. I was gone. I know nobody's like just clamoring for me to ramble on more, but I'm going to just to get it out of the way. So I'm going to start out real quick. I uh, just talking about Midsummer Scream. The convention I was at at Long Beach at the Long Beach Convention Center uh, last week, and it it's a lot. It's for those of you who've never been to a horror convention or any convention like me because I hadn't been to anything. I was like, oh my god, there is so many people and there is so much happening, like all the meet and greets and the signings, but the number of vendors yeah was crazy. There was so like I remember the first I think when I was walking around on Friday before my live show I was looking at so many of the booths just thinking I want to buy so much stuff yep. <laughs> but I did not bring a bag appropriately sized or feel comfortable trying to transport a lot of that stuff home on the plane so yeah. a lot of it was me trying to find stuff to get the kids Aww. and um, I did get a very, very cool uh, Samara, like a knit Samara doll Ooh. from the ring that's uh, in my office right now. Nice. And uh, yeah, it was this, there was this huge, um, oh crap. No, is it not Scary Farm? I think it w yeah. was the sponsor. Like they had this huge display like in the back, like it was all dark. So they had all these like little mini haunts that you could stand in line oh, for. Oh, that's cute. And yeah, I posted like a bunch of pictures or like videos online, but it was just crazy. Just people just live in their best horror life. There's so Aww. much cosplay going on. Yeah. There's a bunch of kids, like a bunch, so many little girls either dressed as Megan or Wednesday. That's so awesome. And some you get a people... feel for what the Halloween, you know, the block's going to look like in October. Yeah. It was just, it was, it was really cool, but it was also 
a lot and it was a lot to <laughs> be there from friday until monday yeah. or thursday until monday in my case um but it was a blast if anyone's interested in going to a horror convention and you want to see like the horror convention and you're in even the area or interested i would take a look like that was pretty cool and it was good there's a lot of good food in the area too which was nice we love food yeah <laughs> and something that i did actually before the first day on that friday like in the morning because theaters in california open at like eight o'clock in the morning which is awesome and i was on central time because oh, wow. i watched 2023's talk to me yeah. in the theater when a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using an embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. The more I think about this movie, the more I liked it. Like this one, I liked. I, I very much enjoyed it watching in the theaters. This wasn't like, eh, it was so-so, and then I was thinking about it. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, this is a really fun good horror movie like for me because the way i thought of it was it was a familiar horror story told wholly uniquely Mm -hmm. like it it felt familiar it was kids doing a stupid thing with a cursed object Mm -hmm. and then having to deal with the fallout but it felt so unique and familiar at the same time like it almost Mm -hmm. felt like there's a little bit of it follows in it and like a little bit of smile and like, and even like the ring concept and things like that. And like what's going on. And, but the way they did it, and there's one particular scare that I'm not going to say in here. I won't even call it a scare. It's just a visual in it. Mm-hmm. That was so effing cool. It's in. Um, no, I'll talk about it another time. If we do a list about these things, but <laughs> a lot of what they did and even like the ending, I didn't see coming. Like usually it's a little more, I, I kind of see it coming a little more. I was like, Oh no, I didn't see that coming, but I really like it. Like it wasn't like it blew my mind. Right. But I was like, awesome. Like they they went for it here. And it it might be so far like in my top five favorite movies so far this year. Nice. Yeah. Have you two seen it? Yep. I Yeah. Did you like okay, it as like... much as me or am I like the <laughs> I have. No, you <laughs> I I did like it, but there that would be a spoiler. I did like it. That's fair. Look at that. So maybe we should unpack this in a future episode. Ooh. But yeah, I saw this. I think I talked about this um, at the beginning of the year when I saw it at Sundance. That's yeah. what it was. Okay. I was almost positive you had talked about it, but I was trying to go back through like our previously viewed movies and I hadn't seen it for it's a while. A so it's a lot. Sundance. It's a huge list. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was Sundance. So, yeah, I really like it. It is basically a modern teen horror movie like that yeah. we grew up with, but with an energy that I feel has been yeah. lacking in a lot of teen horror um, and a, and a dark, like really mean streak that I appreciate. Yes. too. <laughs> yeah. So it's... I feel like that's what kind of set it apart that like made this, like, I think that's the type of horror we crave right now. Just yeah. either really hard horror or really fun horror or yeah. a combination. And it does I, that. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's like, like dead stream or VHS or, or Tucker and Dale versus evil or hereditary <laughs> like like yeah. brutal art house like cute like almost tough movies to watch or yeah something a little softer because i don't see this being a comfort watch it's not comfortable no it's so much brutal. of it is uncomfortable and you feel like if you have any empathy for characters you're like oh my god this is so hard <laughs> to deal yeah. with okay. 
So yeah, big recommend. If anyone's looking for a horror movie to see in the theaters and they haven't seen Talk to Me, absolutely go check it out. And if you wait until VOD, turn all the lights off in your house. This is one best viewed in a very dark room and it's very enjoyable. And then I pulled a complete 180 on myself historically and I read a book. I read the whole (laughs) book. I read, man, fuck this house (laughs) because of the title. And that's not, that's not explicit iTunes. That's me saying the name of a book. So get over it. Uh, we written in 2021. Uh, it's a novel by Brian. I believe it's pronounced Asman. A-S-M-A-N. Um, that's a long description I wrote down for this. Okay. I'm just going to do the short <laughs> version. I don't want to do movie phone voice for this one. Um, so the gist of it is, is it's a haunted house book. It's very short. It's almost novella length. I think my version is like 186 pages. And... If I remember right on Amazon, it even said it was like only 150. That might be what like the Kindle one broke down to. It's a very, very fast read. It was perfect for like the airplane, just being able to sit down and read. It's so fun. It's basically a family moves into a house and they are not alone. But the way that he crafts in this really subtle suburban horror and like, familial and relationship horror and like doubt and even just the way a person might perceive a good life, but still being like, I have it good. I hate it. Or is it even good because I hate it? Like it's just, but it's super subtle. It's not crazy in depth in their heads. It's a lot of showing versus telling. And you just get a lot Mm -hmm. of these feelings as it kind of bounces between uh, different characters and the way the haunted house is represented, especially by the end, is so much fun. I'd never seen anything like it. It was just such a blast to read. If you have any interest in haunted house books, or if you used to like them but you're bored because everyone does a haunted house book and they all kind of feel the same, I do not. I think this is for you. So just in case iTunes is mad at me, man, f this house. <laughs> <laughs> big recommend especially if you're looking for just a quick fun read because there is i thought it was really funny i don't know if it was supposed to be really funny <laughs> maybe this is just suburban dad me thinking that what i was reading was like oh my god this is so, so funny but i it was a blast I, i'd seen a couple people post about it and i'm really glad i picked it up so i recommend you guys pick it up too Love that that sounds fun how about you megan well there's a horror movie that has my name. I'm going to see it. <laughs> um, so I saw Meg to the trench. Um, Are we going to start calling I, you the Meg? <laughs> the Meg. Da, da, da. Uh, I should start wearing a shark onesie everywhere, which I do have somewhere in this closet. Um, I, you know, I feel like the first one is fine. There's definitely moments of, of cute fun, but I, I, I wanted something a little bit different from it. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I was hoping that this would be that, and it was. I'm. I feel like critically, I'm clearly in the minority. Uh, it took a pummeling on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know how audience feel about it. So maybe, maybe I'm on an island, a Meg Fun <laughs> Island. I don't care. Aquatic but anyways, horror plot island. Plot-wise, aquatic horror island. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of people at Aquatic Horror Island, but this particular little one so plot wise it's a lot it's a whole lot of movie packed into two hours um and and basically it's 
research team encounters multiple threats while exploring the depths of the ocean, um, including a malevolent mining operation. That is correct. My <laughs> version, because I've seen so many complaints, you know, I was going through reading like a lot of the reviews after I turned mine in and I was seeing so many people are like, it's so boring until the last half hour, the last hour. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because the entire plot set up for this, the entire plot set up for this is that, you know, Jason Statham and the survivors from the first movie, you know, he's now raising that little girl with her uncle because mom died between films. This is not a spoiler. Neither is this, but they have, they have a Meg in captivity, this movie. Mm. And that Meg is a lady who gets horny one night and decides to go off into the trench for a threesome. And then people start dying. This is the setup. How is how is that boring, people? Please tell me how this is boring. We got a horny prehistoric shark. And everybody's like, we're just going to go follow her. And then, you know, there's, there's a lot of creatures. There's a lot of different things that kill these people one by one. You don't even get to know their names. I couldn't even tell you who's who. And that's fun. This is absolute <laughs> fun for me. It is it is a big sloppy dumb movie. Uh, I you had me pretend. at Shark Three Way. Um, Everyone has always had me at Shark Three Way. Way. She's like a lady of the night. The full moon comes, and they're like, "Why is she busted out of her cage? Because she's horny." They don't Ooh. say that because it's a PG thirteen movie. But like when you see where she goes, and why you're like, "Oh, she just she just wants to get her groove she, on." Yeah, and you know what? I do want there to be a Meg 3 so I can see those Meg pups. I really <laughs> I really want Meg shark babies for part three. Um, so, yeah, I, I also think part of the discrepancy is that, you know, Statham, his co-host, or his co-host, his co-star, who he's sharing, like, the action with, is one of China's biggest action stars. That They're, they're the reason why we got a Meg 2 in the first place, because it did okay here and then made a lot of money overseas. So I really feel like this was kind of made more for a Chinese audience than for American, which could also be part of why there's a lot. Because it's just, it's cram packed full of plot lines it's super silly and it knows it it's it's a dumb movie and i had fun with it so yeah um make two of the trench in theaters now <laughs> uh, and we got your pull quote it's a dumb movie yeah. and i loved it it's a dumb movie and i had a great time with it uh you know i can't say it's like high art because it's not but you know it is PG-13, so they're not going to draw attention to her being a lady of the night. And that's okay. That could have been the tagline. It really could have been. Um, maybe you guys just don't like horny sharks, and that's fine. <laughs> I apparently am abused by them. Um, <laughs> and then keeping with the theme of fun, I also watched Ghastly Brothers, uh, which is on Screenbox. It was just added. It is... A Screenbox exclusive, um, but this was made, I think, in 2021. And uh, Lilith is sent to a boarding school where she meets the Ghastly Brothers, a pair of strange ghost hunters. And they uh, team up because they need to read, rid the boarding school of demons who have made it their home. It is very much, um, it's a Dutch film, so it's subtitled, but it is super cute gateway horror. It is very much like Pee Wee's Playhouse meets... What is the movie I described it to? Oh, Extraordinary. 
mm-hmm. the Irish horror comedy with the ghosts. So it's it's very much like that. It's very whimsical. I you know was confused when it started because it's these eccentric ghost hunter brothers, and they go into an IKEA that's haunted, and it's like a couch, <laughs> oh, like horror like store, Pee Wee Herman couch. <laughs> yeah, but then like that's just the opening, and then it switches gears to you know this girl, and then she gets sent to Saint Raimi. Mm-hmm. Is in Sam Raimi boarding school, and mm-hmm. then there's all these little demons that that are like terrorizing the kids, and it's super cute. There's even a joke that, um, and I pointed out because I don't know how well known it is here, but I know Zena's probably seen it. But have you seen Cub, the slasher? It's like Scandinavian I'll slasher with the boy. You haven't? Okay. Mm-hmm. I know it's on streaming. I don't know where, but it's like the cover has this boy in a creepy like looking tree mask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the director of that pops in for a cameo. There's like a school child's mm-hmm. fair uh, or a job fair at the, the uh, gymnasium. And there's like a booth for filmmakers. And it's literally just a, a canister of like film. Like they're just burning stuff. Like <laughs> it's it's a fun little joke. But then the director of Cub they're they're making a dig at him so it's this cute meta humor joke that i don't know if it translates if you're not familiar with the movie but so there's basically that was my long rambling way of saying that it's a cute kids movie with like beetlejuice type whimsy but there's a lot of like knowing horror nods for adults that kids aren't gonna get so it's like the cutie kid stuff but with the made from a horror fan and you know it's very charming it's very charming and i liked it so yeah nice how about you, Zena? So I checked out Zom 100 Bucket List of the Dead on Netflix. Just came out, bullied by his boss, worked around the clock. He's nothing more than a corporate drone. All it takes is a zombie outbreak for him to finally feel free. Man, this movie is so much fun. Okay, cool. so this is uh, based on this uh, manga in uh, an anime of the same title. I haven't read it or watched the anime, but the anime is available on Hulu. So I might check it out, you know, cause I had a good time with this one. So basically, yeah, this is guy. He, he starts his first like corporate job on his first day. He is so happy. Like he is just so excited and I'm excited for him. Like, yeah, go get him. He gets there. Everything's going great. And this, this is not really like a spoiler, but I just thought it was more funny. He starts his first day. It's past 7 PM. So then they all, all his, him and his coworkers, they go out for a happy hour. Then his mm-hmm. boss is like, oh, are you going back to the office? Because he's like, all right, good night, everybody. See you tomorrow. He said, no, you're going back to the office. So he goes back to the office. He pulls an all-nighter on his first day. Then they want him to pull an all-nighter again on his second day. That's <laughs> not crazy. normal. It was crazy. He never went home. He had to wash his hair in the sink. You know, oh, no. His life was just a mess. And then he realizes, like, He's just working nonstop. He never has a day off. Everybody treats him like crap, except for one woman. They just want him just to do everything. Then one day, the zombie apocalypse, it happens. And he realizes like, oh, no, I'm going to be late for work. But then he gets trapped on the roof. And then he realized what a beautiful day. So then he just decides that he's just excited about it. So he's riding his bicycle through the streets with his AirPods on while there's zombies chasing after him. It is just so cute, this movie. It's more lighthearted. It has like a comedic tone. And honestly, I thought it was a little bit refreshing because as of lately, I've been watching a lot of bleak stuff. So I needed something that was very light and like it literally made me laugh. But it's still like a little, you know, bizarre and bloody and it's packed with a lot of action. I will say this. It is two hours. It is a little bit lengthy. But I do feel like it's worth it. And again, I did. I already told Megan this before we started recording, but there is something in this. And I know that Megan, that she will love. There is a zombie shark and it is gross and I love it. So even how it happens, just just watch it. Like, 
it is just so much fun. If you love like campy, you know, zombie movies, I feel like just give this one a shot. It's a lot of fun. You have me a monster shark. You need to see it. I, I was disgusted. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't want to text you too long. <laughs> so I left it alone. Um, then this was just a rewatch for me. I watched um, Wish Upon on Screenbox from 2017. A teenage girl discovers a box that carries magic powers and a deadly price to pay for them. So this is just like a modern take on an old lesson. There's a teenage girl named Claire. She's a plain Jane. She cannot catch a break in high school. Her father likes to dive into dumpsters to find things, I guess, to like resell it and everything like that. And then he comes across this like beautiful like box. It looks like it has like ancient Mandarin symbols on it. He gives it to his daughter because it's probably like a jewelry box. Then yeah. all of a sudden it turns out that this beautiful ancient Chinese wish box, well, it is a wish box and it grants seven wishes. And then she realizes that. So she's a teenager. So she asks for just some ridiculous things like... <laughs> boyfriend to be rich to be popular um you know the usual and then yeah teen girl stuff um i mean she's better than me because i i don't even know like i would actually okay that doesn't matter that's going down (laughs) (laughs) at another time what would teen zena just one wish her own movie theater like her own movie theater in her own mall well i don't have to pay money but everybody else does also (laughs) also also, I want to be able to ride around on an elephant. Like, it's my dream. You know what I mean? Just stuff like that. You know, the usual teen girl stuff. Anyway. The usual. So- I, didn't, I did not wish for elephant horses. But I love that you did. Wait, wait, what did Megan? What did teen Megan? What was she? I don't know. It would have been stupid stuff too. Like, I want a whole cheesecake to myself. (laughs) I don't know. John, what about teen John? Uh, Friends. That's it. Wait, what? (laughs) You just took that down to a super sad level. Sure does. That's what happens when you talk about Teen John. (laughs) And John's like. Friends. That's why John so doesn't sad. talk about John. Teen John. I hope that John got a lot of hugs at Midsummer. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, no. <laughs> I, I appreciated it. Okay. Just, just my point is, you know the usual. She wishes for stuff, but then, you know, there is a blood debt to pay off, okay? There's always, like, these freak accidents that occur right after. I mean, it's crazy. So I know this movie isn't perfect. It is not perfect, but I love it so much, and I remember I went to the theaters to see it, I didn't didn't watch the trailer or anything like that, but it has totally like late 90s, early 2000 vibes. And I love the fact that they use real Chinese folklore. So, but yeah, if you want something that's a little bit fun, a little teeny boppery with some slapping music, you should check out Wish Upon. Also, I'm still hoping that one day, maybe that we will get a sequel. A couple of years ago, maybe it was like a year ago. I don't know. Don't listen to me. A couple of years ago on Twitter, I um, was talking about it. And the writer, Barbara Marshall, she also wrote um, Viral, which is an awesome movie, too. I was just saying that, you know, I really like this movie, but I don't feel like it was like marketed right. You know what I mean? Because I think it came out in the middle of the summer. And it's like this totally should have been like a fall movie, you know. Mm -hmm. But anyway, my point is she was saying that she does have a sequel ready to go. So, but yeah, just somebody call. They need to call Barbara right now. There you go. Thank you. All right, before we move on, what did we watch and how did we watch it? I started out by watching Talk to Me in theaters, and then I read Man, Fuck This House, a novel by Brian Asman. That's A-S-M-A-N. Asman. That's not how you say it. It just pronounced it. It might be. I I watched 
<laughs> I don't know. Uh, I watched Meg to the Trench in theaters and Ghastly Brothers on Screenbox. Nice. I checked out Zom 100 Bucket List of the Dead on Netflix and Wish Upon on Screenbox. Okay. I might want homework because one of <laughs> okay. my spawn has returned to school and I have more time, but they can't be readers. Okay. Because okay. I still have to work. <laughs> so if 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 so cool if not that's okay i can fill it i yeah all right that's fine all yeah. right megan what do you got okay um have you you've seen antrim right a-n-t-r-u-m yeah, yeah the haunted okay. uh the most evil film ever made yeah what about oh, the awakening with rebecca hall Ooh. no i haven't seen it okay that's on screen box perfect the awakening. All right, Zena. I want you to pay for something. So <laughs> I, I pay for things every single day. <laughs> but you know, no. Okay, so a couple of months ago, I did talk about the Guardian, directed by William Freakins. R.I.P. All right. So I, I want you to check this movie out. It's available on Amazon Prime. It's on Vudu. It's on Apple, and you can rent it for like four dollars. The Guardians? Yes, The Guardian from 1990. Just just singular Guardian. Yes, singular. Plural. All right. Works for me, and I will pay for it. Just Yay. as I have paid for things in the past. <laughs> I like the version in my head where she's like, I'm going to make you pay, John. <laughs> I know she will. You rascal. <laughs> it's been almost three years of this. I've I've built it up. It's fine. I deserve it. All right. Enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going on, Megan? Well, out in the jungle, she's a beta. <laughs> but in the slother house, she's an alpha. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, get ready to meet Alpha, the killer sloth, introduced in the trailer for the new horror comedy uh, from Gravitas Ventures. Slother house get it because it's like slaughterhouse mm. we love wordplay mm. uh it's gonna slash its way into theaters nationwide on august 30th so at the end of the month this is uh directed by matthew goodhue it's a horror comedy that tells the story of a college senior who aims to be voted president of her sorority until a rascally sloth gets in the way uh it's senior year of college for sorority sister emily young and for the first time ever sigma lambda Theta is having elections of uh, their, ha oh, I guess, sorry, I do not know sorority speak. It is for the first time ever, Sigma Lambda Theta is having elections for who will be president. I guess this sorority has gone on with no president until this year. Uh, but yeah, wanting to have a killer year, Emily Young realizes she might just be the best option for her sorority. What begin While beginning her campaign, she finds an adorable slot. It is kind of adorable. It steals her heart and she realizes uh, might steal the hearts, votes of her sorority sisters. But then the bodies slowly pile up in the <laughs> in the sorority house and they realize that the deaths are being caused by their new house mad mascot the cuddly sloth alpha how do you do this that feel like it's we're all going to be rooting for alpha how do you just be like yeah. this this adorable animal is going to be our mascot well yeah you deserve to die um or maybe this death sloth will with three razor sharp claws will be too quick for them to catch i don't know but i know you've seen the trailer xena but have you mm -hmm. seen the trailer yet john 
I haven't actually watched the trailer. I've only seen the 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 poster art for it. I need to go watch. Oh no, I did. I did watch it. Or I I think I only saw like half of it because I was like, is this a is this a real trailer? Am I just watching a parody? There's there's a sloth just kind of smiling, being ominous. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it definitely looks like a very nicely done puppet that is going to go on a murder spree in the <laughs> silliest way. So get ready. End of the month. Yeah, get ready. You know, it's funny. <laughs> when I first saw the poster art for this, I could see, you know, John from like 15, 20 years ago crossing his arms like, this is where we're at. This is all the ideas we've got. Aww. And now I'm just like, all right, sure. <laughs> Why not? You kidding sure, me? why not? Yeah, just more, more Why not? of them. We got the Gridge. Get Gridge all of them. Get a mountain people. goat in there. I don't know. Just go. Winnie yeah, Winnie the, the Pooh's killing people. Yeah, we it, exactly. We aliens, so might as well. Yeah. Aliens exist. We might as well have killer sloths. We, we don't know. We had zombievers. Uh, we can have killer sloths. We're good. Totally. <laughs> totally. And they totally would uh, rule the sorority house, I'm sure. Um. But, you know, it's not all killer sloths. Uh, The box office success of A24 Distributed Talk to Me is good news for brothers Danny Filippo and Michael Filippo, whose popular YouTube channel Racka Racka is now paving the way for a successful career as feature filmmakers. So clearly with Talk to Me doing pretty well in theaters, what's next? Sounds like they already know, possibly. Uh, They had an interview. uh, They've been doing, obviously, a lot of press for Talk To Me. And they spoke with Hollywood Reporter, where they revealed that they've already filmed some kind of prequel to Talk To Me. More specifically, they shot something that fleshes out the story of Duckett, the previous victim of the film Supernatural Mm. Hand, whose horrifying fate was revealed in the opening scene. So it's a prequel that fleshes out the opening. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, Danny Filippo explained, we actually shot an entire Ducket prequel already. It's told entirely through the perspectives of mobile phones and social media. So maybe Mm. down the line we could release that. So it sounds like they're kind of, they shot it in line with the style of that opening as well. Oh, that's perfect. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they also said, but while also writing the first film, you can't help but write scenes for a second film. So there's so many scenes. The The mythology was so thick and yeah if a24 gave us the opportunity we wouldn't be able to resist i feel like we jump at it uh his brother added we have a lot of original stories that we want to tell but the talk to me stuff is exciting to us too so the idea of a sequel we wouldn't be opposed to it so there is definitively they've already shot a, a prequel which could be a short film it could be a feature who knows it's not clear yet but it is clear that it's probably likely we'll see more from that world introducing talk to me so yeah okay. we'll yeah, and me. then probably the biggest news is uh, maybe some good news, bad news type situation. Mm-hmm. Um, bad news is that Radio Silence's Matt Bettinelli Olpin and Tyler Gillette will not be back to direct Seven, uh, Scream Seven, though they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the good news, the can you know to balance that out, is that they do have an official director already lined up, and that is Christopher Landon who directed Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You and Freaky. Mm. Uh, He's officially on board, taking over for the filmmakers. Um, Scream and Scream 6 directors, uh, Bettinelli, Olpin, and Gillette, they're going to stay on board as executive producers, as will Radio Silence's Chad Biea. 
Um, and just as a refresher, since it's been a while, they are not able to do this sequel because they are currently busy with their Universal Monster movie that we've talked about previously. Uh, so the scheduling ultimately didn't work for them to return to Scream 7. So it's not because they're abandoning it and didn't, you know, want to. They, they're, they I think, sad about it probably. Yeah. Um, no word yet on who's actually going to be writing because we are in the middle of a strike. So who knows when that'll be announced. Um, but Melissa Barrera and Mason Gooding are expected to return. Uh, Jenna Ortega's deal is a little up in the air um, because she signed on to the franchise before she was catapulted into the mm-hmm. a stardom with Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So she may not. I mean, all of it's kind of a moot point at this point for the, for the time being because the ongoing WGA and SAG after strikes have halted productions across Hollywood. So maybe a while before we like the you know, the needle moves further on this project, but that's where we're at now. Um, And, you know, just as to flesh out further who Landon is, he also wrote the second, third, fourth, and seventh installments of the Paranormal Activity franchise, um, along with writing and directing the Marked Ones. So, you know, he's been around horror for a long while. So, you know, I don't know how you feel about this. I think we're in good hands. I'm, of course, going to miss Radio Silence, but I love Christopher Landon's work. I agree. Yeah, I'm just kind of curious. I mean, it's like anything. Anytime something gets announced, you you wonder, especially for a a series as beloved as Scream, it's like, okay, yeah. well, I like this creator or I like this director and I like this franchise, so you'd think they'll be in good hands. But you know, the script and the actors and tonally, who knows? It seems like it could go in a lot of different directions. Yeah. So yeah, we see. All right, listeners, your turn. Do you think Scream 7 might veer more into horror comedy? Which I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to because I love it, but I found out that evidently a lot of people don't, but that's okay because you can make a movie just for me sometimes. Did you know that over 50% of all sloths in the wild die while pooping? It's true. Oh. I know. Oh, Is that what's going to happen to Alpha? Oh my God. Now I really want to watch that movie. Not to see sloths poop. <laughs> But just like that would be a hilarious way. <laughs> like they bookend it with don't sloths die while they're pooping. And then that's how they kill the sloth while she's pooping. <laughs> this one does. Yeah. We have no idea. We're just. Oh, uh, y'all are it. so glad I'm back. Aren't you? You can call or text us at two, two, four, four, seven, five, one, zero, four, zero. The number is in the show notes or feel free to email us at be disgusting podcast at gmail.com. Cause that's the kind of content I bring to this show. Finally, Zena is going to make all our lives easier on those CF4 movie options and clue us in on what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zena, what should we be watching? Ah, clue us in. Okay, yeah, tomorrow, <laughs> by, the time this episode is out, <laughs> by the time this episode out, uh, this will already be available. Who Done It, the Clue documentary will be available on Screenbox, telling behind the scenes stories of the 1985's Clue, a cult classic loved by multiple generations, includes an animated recreation of the fourth ending, which is somewhere in the vaults of Paramount Pictures. So that sounds pretty interesting. And then on Thursday, the 10th, um, we have the Taiwanese supernatural horror comedy, Marry My Dead Body. It'll be available on Netflix. After finding an odd envelope, policeman Ming Han's life takes a spooky turn. He's now wed to a ghost husband, and they must solve a crime together. This one just looks super cute. Then on Friday, we have a couple of movies coming our way. First up, we have The Last Voyage of the Demeter. This will be hitting theaters. Gosh, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know why. I just feel like I've 
that we've been waiting for this movie for a while and or maybe it's just because we technically have okay because that they've been trying to develop this movie for literally two decades now i believe wow okay all right, then so, I feel yeah. better. I just thought it was time passing me by, as always. Um, <laughs> no. So in theaters, Dracula's unholy presence dooms the crew of the merchant ship, Demeter, as it sails to the Car- Carpathia to London. Then we have Elevator Game. This would be available on Shutter. This one follows socially awkward teenage, a teenage girl, a teenager named Ryan, who integrates um, himself into a group of recent high school graduates that run an online web series debunking urban legends to find his sister who disappeared months earlier, probably while taking the dangerous challenge. Then we also have another Shudder movie, The Communion Girl. After moving to a new town, a teenage girl tries to fit in with other teens, other teens, but meets a terrifying ghost. Then we also have Cobweb. This will be available on a premium VOD. So yeah, this one, it was, it had such a quiet, like limited theatrical release. Mm-hmm. this movie was pretty awesome by the way and you know so just in case if you did miss it in theaters you'll be able to check it out at home it's like a very spooky movie a really great you know um gateway type of horror movie so just in case if you did miss it or if you want to watch it again well now you can then on saturday the 12th we have blind waters this will be available on tubi an unrelenting shark turns a couple's dream vacation into a nightmare when they are stranded at sea and forced to fight for their lives and finally on tuesday the 13th we have seer this would be available on dvd i previously spoke about this one so this one follows um a couple they just had a baby then 21 days after the new baby's birth you know it's said that people must take the utmost care and strangers are not allowed to visit because you're supposed to protect the protect the child from bad luck but then this guy he didn't know this and his ex-girlfriend dies so he goes to her funeral without telling his wife and then when he comes back all these horrible things start to happen to him and also of course bloody disgusting tv and screenbox is available for you yeah and i was just worried about people washing their hands when my kids were born <laughs> that's There's, so much yeah, that's worse that too but there's demons and stuff. <laughs> Watch out. Wash your hands. Don't bring demons into the house. And that's the Bloody <laughs> Disgusting Podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com or on Twitter at Haunted Meg. Z- or X? Is it, is it Twitter? It's not called Twitter anymore, is it? We call it Twitter. Nobody calls it X but Elon. Gosh, Megan. So take that, Elon Musk. Take that, Elmo. See, it can be found on our own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at lovely Xena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. I am not on Twitter. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Be Discussed. I say Twitter a lot in this. I never realized that before. At be discussing you, but now you're like letting everyone hit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't remember where I was. You can email us. I've said it before. Zeta is the best. Not where you were. <laughs> don't Thank you. Check out all things bloody disgusting on TikTok at be disgusting. So for this week, I'm John. Hi, Megan. I'm Zena. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. Yeah, we got through that. (laughs) Welcome back, John!